Wings for the game. Boom. Cash back. New lucky jersey. Boom. Cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Late night Midnight on the interstate And I didn't feel so great Until I saw the city Welcome back to Straight from the Source with Michael Russo. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. If you're not an athletic subscriber, well, there is no better time to to, uh, subscribe. Black Friday deals galore right now. Now until November 29th, you can get into the athletic for just a dollar a month for 12 months. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, just think about that. $12 for the year. Theathletic.com slash straight from the source. Go to there right now. If you're not an athletic subscriber, what are you waiting for? The Wilder, the Central Division leaders. You have to go. And all they do is come back late in game, score a couple six-on-five goals a game. If they can only score five-on-five or five-on-four, they wouldn't have to wait for that. But I digress. Um, my guest today, Steve Goldstein, one of my best buddies, the longtime play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, uh, took over for Dave Strader. Before that, Jeff Rimmer. Um, Goldie has been around South Florida media forever. He's a Channel 4 sports caster. He used to be on WQAM. He does. He's done Olympics. He does NHL Stanley Cup playoffs for Westwood One. He does tennis. And uh, maybe this year he'll get to cover a Stanley Cup champion. Who knows? Uh, the Florida Panthers, best team in the league uh, right now, uh, has just been absolutely awesome. So hopefully everybody enjoys this podcast with, with Goldie. Um, one of my best buddies, as you can see, we have a long time history together, as you'll find out soon on this podcast. How about the Wild? Interesting road trip so far. They go and they play two of the best teams in the league, the Florida Panthers, who's leading the NHL in points, and the two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, the game in Florida, they could have won. They scored a couple six-on-five goals, uh, but wind up scoring, uh, falling by a goal. And then they go into Tampa Bay. Next night, they're down by two goals twice in the game. And for the third time in franchise history, they erased uh, a pair of two-goal deficits and wind up forcing a shootout by once again scoring two six-on-five goals in the game. Kevin Fiala and Yule Eriksson-X scored the goals to force the shootout. Could have easily had won like they did two weeks earlier in Pittsburgh where uh, they get a late buzzer-beating goal by uh, by uh, Ryan Hartman to force the shootout, and they ultimately win there. So 
uh, Wild still leading the Central Division, and um, and man, it's just they make it fun every single night. And now the question is, could they start to get better goaltending earlier in the game? Uh, this is a team very uncharacteristic right now, averaging three point two two goals against per game. Uh, not getting the greatest goaltending yet. If you look at the analytical numbers, they're defending really well, even with this new cast of characters on the back end. So right now, this really does appear to be a goaltending issue. And and uh, if they can start to get uh, better goaltending from Cam Talbot and Capo Kakin, and maybe they can make some noise here in the Central Division. Um, but they may, man, they make it fun. Uh, seven goals this season on six on five situations. That's absolutely ridiculous. In 18 games. I mean, that's that's ridiculous if you think about it. Um, let's see what else is going on. Ran into uh, tricky Ricky Rick Bronwell, the Wilds old equipment manager last night, assistant co- equipment manager. He came to the game here at the uh, former Ice Palace. Um, now the equipment manager of the Philadelphia Flyers, which gave me an indication that the Flyers are in town. So guys like Chuck Fletcher, Brent Flair, and I just ran into Mike Yo on the street and talked to him for a while. Guy never ages, former Wild coach. Uh, he's in town going out with some of the Wild old assistant coaches like Darby tonight and things like that. Um, right now, we're waiting to find out, and maybe by the time this podcast is out, what the extent of the injury is to Jared Spurgeon. Uh, he's been limping around. It doesn't look awful, but it definitely, all indications from the team, it sounds like they're not expecting him back anytime soon. He went to go get an MRI today on whatever is ailing him in the lower body. The good news is that they did that here in Tampa. Normally, if it was totally, like, catastrophically serious. You would think they would send them immediately back to Minnesota and uh, see their doctors, but they did those pictures here in Tampa Bay. And then the question is, will he fly back to Minnesota tomorrow? Will he go with the team to New Jersey? Um, But he is still in town and supposed to go to the Monday night game tonight here. So we'll see. Um, But the Wild brought up Kalen Addison. They played Jordy Ben for the second time this season in Tampa Bay. We'll see if uh, Kalen Addison goes and plays in New Jersey. Um, Kevin Fiala, big goal there in the final uh, three minutes. Um, in Tampa Bay. It was third goal of the season. This came one day after there seemed to be tension brewing between him and Dean Everson, like there seems to always be. There seems to always be a s- different sets of rules between Dean and uh, Kevin Fiala and everybody else on the team. Uh, Kevin's uh, paid the piper for uh, one, not scoring, but turning pucks over, not taking care of the puck, not showing attention to detail in his own end. Uh, wasn't on the power play in a must-score situation in the third period in Florida. Back on the power play in Tampa Bay. Then, uh, you know, again, has some trouble scoring goals from a couple feet from the net, but they're with 52 feet from the net. Inside three minutes uh, to go, he scores uh, the big goal that allows them to eventually get the tying goal and force overtime there by Eric Sinek in the final minute. Again, gets the big assist from Fiala there. Kaprizov sets it up, and Matt Dumba did an awesome job. One, forcing Andre Palat into a uh, hit post on an empty net situation with a great hustle, and then just unbelievable ability to tiptoe the line to get the puck down low to Fiala before Fiala got it up to Kaprizov, who got it down low to Eric Sinek for the eventual tying goal. Um, so we'll have to pay attention to now what's going on with Kevin Fiala. Uh, definitely trouble in paradise. There always seems to be tension between him and Everson, who they have a long history together in Milwaukee. Uh, the Wild are trying to continue to go out and maybe uh, add a top six uh, forward or potentially a center. I believe that they've talked into Vancouver about um, JT Miller. JT Miller makes five more than $5 million a year, $5.25 million a year. He's got two years left on his deal. Just do the math. If the Wild are going to make that deal, it's going to have to be a contract going back, and Fiala would probably be that contract. The question is, does that make sense for Vancouver right now? Uh, we will see. But if the Wild are willing to trade 
Fiala in that situation, would they be willing to trade him in other situations? Carolina has long been interested in him and some other teams as well. But um, I think the writing's on the wall. I, I don't think Fiala will be here by either the end of the season or the draft. Like I'd be, I think it's a better than 50-50 chance that he's not on the team next year with uh, two years up until free agency and the Wilds dead cap situation coming up in the next little while. Uh, Ryan Hartman got uh, lucky today. He got a fine of $4,200. It's better than the alternative, which could have been a suspension, which means that he wouldn't have played in New Jersey on Wednesday uh, night. Uh, Hartman, second dangerous trip of the season. He got away with the Bowen Byron one without even a fine in Colorado two or three weeks ago. Uh, last night, he couldn't. Um, you couldn't miss the slew foot that he made on, I, I believe it was Ross Colton, and uh, just not a good play. The good news is it felt like the, what avoided the suspension for Hartman is that I think he realized right away what he did, and he held the guy up from really potential scary situation of hitting his uh, you know, head on the ice or, or whatever. But uh, slew foots are uh, nothing to be um, n- nothing to be uh, you know, I mean, it's just a dangerous play and uh, Ryan's probably going to stop out, stop with these trips. Um, again, goaltending to me is the biggest issue right now with this team. They got the depth scoring. Their special teams are starting to get better, but they've got to get some saves here by Talbot and, and Kakana. I know they're making big saves late in the game. Like even Kakana made some unbelievable saves in the third to allow them that chance to 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 uh, get back in the game. But you can't give up four goals every single night, and that is what's what Ka- Talbot and Kakana are doing this year. This four times in seven starts now. Uh, for Catalba giving up four goals. It's just not good enough, and they've got to get, uh, you know, maybe they wouldn't need these late-game heroics if if they got better goaltending throughout the uh, the first uh, 60 minutes of a uh, hockey game. So that's one of the things that we're going to have to pay attention to. Big week coming up for the Wild. They play in New Jersey, then they come back for finally a homestand where they it just feels like all season long, they come home, they play a couple games, they head out again. Come home, play a couple games, head out again. Now they'll actually uh, be able to unpack at home and, uh, you know, enjoy things. Thanksgiving with their families, and then uh, all of a sudden have a big homestand coming up before they head out to uh, Edmonton, San Jose, LA, and Vegas again for another big homestand in early December. Um, as I mentioned, Steve Goldstein, uh, one of my favorite human beings, one of my best buddies, he's uh, next here on the podcast, but here's a word from some of our sponsors. Wings for the game, boom, cash back. New lucky jersey, boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees? Period. I'm telling you, this one is a game-changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, there have been three play-by-play guys on television in Florida Panthers history. Uh, one was the great late uh, Dave Strader, a um, couple years, and then he went over over to Dallas and Phoenix as well. And um, Jeff Remmer, who is here for an eternity, 
took me under his wing years and years and years ago at Miami Arena. And then Steve Goldstein, one of my closest friends down here. And Steve, welcome to Straight from the Source. And Steve, you have long been uh, one of the hardest working media people down here in South Florida. I mean, it's, it's amazing the amount of things that you have your paws in. You're uh, a longtime sportscaster on CBS. You do. Uh, you were forever on WQAM doing a morning show. You do Olympics, tennis, Westwood One hockey, Stanley Cup playoffs, everything, and been the voice of the Florida Panthers for many, many years. I think I have a new agent. Yeah, I know Thanks, exactly. Mike. How do you? I mean, honestly, though, <laughs> like, uh, like even when I was down here in Florida, you were you had your paws and everything. That's where I first uh, learned about you was on WQAM. Well, you know, obviously, and you get this too, doing what you do for such a long time at a high level, a lot of young people that want to get into this business because you never work a day. Um, Although some of those delays you have flying, you might might differ. Um, But it's such a great job. And that's the one thing I always say. It's three simple words. Never say no. Yeah. I mean, because you don't know what door is going to open. So, for example, when I was doing the morning show on WQAM, this is 100 years ago to some of your you know, younger listeners, of course. It may as well have been the 1940s, the 1990s. Right. Um, I was doing Dolphins and Hurricanes pregame and postgame on the radio. And Boog Shambi yeah, was doing the Panthers. Yep. And the Marlins decided to add a pregame show to their radio broadcast. This is in their fourth year of existence. So Boog had to leave the Panthers in February to go to spring training. Yep. And someone had to do the Panthers pre and post game. And they asked me and I was like, great, that's how I got my foot in the door yeah. with, with the Panthers. And here it is a million years later. And th- thankfully, you know, great job being on TV. Didn't you do live shows down in the lower bowl for a while? Because I used to have to come down there before games to come find you, right? Yes, we used to do, you know, we did all kinds of pre and post game. Yeah. We would do them in the arena across at the mall here. There yeah. was a Hard Rock Cafe yeah. back in the day. So on um, Saturday night games, we do live from the Hard Rock. We do two hours yeah. of radio before the game. So uh, it's one of the number one when you grow up like I did. And, you know, it's always what you want to do since a little kid. Mm-hmm. Why would you say, hey, you want to go to the Orange Bowl and host the Hurricanes pregame? Yeah. Sure, I do. You, yeah. bet, you bet I do. So, um, and I'm a junkie, Mike. Yeah. You know, I love all the work. You mentioned the million things, you know, getting ready for tennis. It's like a whole other world, you know, watching matches on YouTube. Uh, you know, I don't have much else going on, I guess. <laughs> and, and you do uh, Dolphins uh, preseason football on yep. TV down here with your yep. uh, your uh, doppelganger, your identical <laughs> twin, Jason Taylor and uh, and Kimbo Camper. I still remember well, when Taylor, I was coming- Taylor has a little more money and <laughs> yeah. he's a little bigger and a little better looking. Other than that, yes, we're identical. Um, I, uh, it's funny, though. I, and he's uh, a Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I still remember back in the day um, uh, when I was covering the Dolphins during the 05 lockout. I was, it was a great, that was a fun team. That was when Wanstat was fired mm-hmm. and Jim. Jim Bates took over. Yeah, Jim Bates. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Rick Spielman was the GM of that team. And I uh, I had to do a freelance gig for the Akron newspaper. And I did a big feature on Jason Taylor. And uh, <laughs> it was still one of my like biggest, like it was honestly one of my most fun things that I did during the lockout. It wasn't even for the Sun Sentinel. Yeah, that but, was a pretty cool one, by yeah. the way, for me, even though I've known Jason over the years. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, he's a big guy, and you know, yeah. just physically, but doing a game with doing the games with him. Yep. That was one of those, even though I've been doing this forever. This is really cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, NFL Football Hall of Famer. I mean, greatest. You know, I think he's the only guy in history with 135 sacks and 10 touchdowns. Like, 
That, that was pretty cool working yeah. with him. Is he married to Zach Thomas's? Uh, Not anymore. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. new wife. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there we go. And That's a new a, baby, by the yeah. way. First talk awkward about moment of the podcast. <laughs> um, so and his sons, by the way, play college football. Uh, one's at Arizona. Okay. The other one is at St. Thomas, the powerhouse here in South Florida, where Jason is defensive coordinator, and he is committed to LSU. Wow. That so is there'll cool. be another generation coming. That is yeah. really cool. Um, you know, something that you said, uh, you know, obviously we want to talk hockey here, but something you said, and I think a lot of people sometimes listen to this uh, podcast when I get broadcasters on or other beat writers on and young people especially how to get into this business and i i did a podcast at a restaurant called tuttles in 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 minnesota the other day and i met with this kid before and he asked me a lot of you know vocation advice and things and the one thing that you said that i said verbatim to him is never say no you can't I mean, do you remember my, the start of my career the things that i would have to cover yeah you did everything cross country right. and i mean i was doing <laughs> everything i would uh, remember, the, there was one day in the Sun Sentinel on 1C, I had a hurricane story, a dolphin story, a heat story, and a panther story oh, you did on all the four. same day. <laughs> it, was cr- it was like the, I think the heat signed Dwayne Coswell, the panther signed wow. Essa Tikkanen. Wow, the names. Um, Dan Marino redid his contract to get you Till Green under contract. Teal and Green. I, yeah, and I oh covered like something with the with the Hurricanes too. Those are some yeah. names that that was 1997. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, some yeah. great Remember names. Remember they signed uh, yeah, Tikkanen yeah. after he beat the <laughs> yep, Panthers and exactly. eliminated them in the spring of 97 yep. in the first round yep. of the playoffs. That was yeah. that little tampering on the ice when they were shaking his hand and he said and they Tikkanen said to Doug McLean on the ice, "You got to get me here." Or something. It, <laughs> it didn't work out like great, by the way. No, it did not. That was. Uh, that was oh, I have so many Esatikin stories. It was it's unbelievable. Funny guy. Yep, it's unbelievable. You know who I saw <laughs> in the press box the other day in uh, XL Energy Center was Johan Garpenlaw. Okay, yep, Garp, he is yep. the uh, the coach of the Swedish national team oh, for the he's Olympics. Coaching now, but okay. he also picks the team. I knew he picked it. Yep. I didn't know he was coaching. Yep. So he is coaching okay. the Olympic team. It's, I think it's going to be his last year. He said, uh, but he was scouting guys like Klingberg and Eriksson Ek and Brodin uh, for the Olympic team. And uh, one of the greatest lines in Panthers history, Johan Garpenlov, Rob Niedermeyer, and Scott Mellenby in 95-96. Uh, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Goldie, um, let's talk about this Panther team right now. 9-0 and at home going into tonight's game against the uh, Minnesota Wild. And this is this podcast will come out Monday. So, the Wild either won or lost. I'll tell you on Monday. <laughs> no lying. Um, so, the Wild either uh, cracked the egg or didn't. Um, but what is what is going on with this team? Because this, this is, you know, for somebody that covered this team as long as I did, this is exciting to see. What happened, Mike, is they finally, and I use the word finally with a capital F, and actually, let's go all caps mm-hmm. and exclamation points, change the culture. Right. I mean, they've tried to, over the years, you know the whole, you know, plight of the franchise from, you know, bringing in Mike Keenan a couple of times and just, you know, keep trying over and over again to get it turned around, and they just could never really change the culture until um, they stuck with this core group. Huberto, Barkov, I mean, these guys have been here, you know, eight, nine, ten years, and they played, you know, what, 12 playoff games, right. but they kept sticking with them, sticking with them, sticking with them, and Joel Quenville came in, and Vinny Viola is owner, and then hired Bill Zito, and they got the culture changed, yeah. and that's really, that's really the key. Um, Hornquist, he, you know, you may think I'm crazy with all the great players in the run of the cup final in 96, he may be the most important player in this franchise's history. Really? Because if he doesn't come in and he's the key in getting the culture change. I mean, he's the guy that walks in with the cups from Pittsburgh yep. and has no qualms about And you know, hockey players, you know, it's, yep. you want to take a step back. You don't want to step on anybody's toes. You know, Hornquist came in and he took over the room. Yeah. I mean, that was the bottom line. These guys were looking for someone because Barkov, Ekblad and Huberdeau 
you know, they lead the way more on the ice yep. than off the ice. They're great players and Barkov, I mean, you know, works his butt off, first guy on, last guy off. So Hornquist comes in and does that. Bill Zito makes the trade. He had to waive the no trade from Pittsburgh, and he was told, not only do we need you to come here and play, we need you to come here and do all this stuff. And he had no question about it. And one of the first practices, Mike, they were out there. Guys were starting to skate off. He called everybody back. He goes, no, no, we got to work on special teams. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of guy you have with him. And it's just built from there. Yeah. Um, and that's really made a huge difference. Yeah, Andrew Burnett basically said the same thing yesterday. And it's really interesting because Paul Fenton, the old Wild GM, mm -hmm. is the senior advisor here in Florida. And I think if you put Paul Fenton a uh, hand on a Bible, he'll say of all the incredible draft picks that he's played a part in, that Patrick Hornquist mm -hmm. was the most proudest. Last pick right. in the draft uh, the year that he the was The year taken. Sid was number yep, one, by the way. It's crazy yeah. in 05. Um, and, <laughs> and, and here he, you know, has a great career in Nashville, goes to Pittsburgh, wins a couple cups, and then obviously, uh, comes down here and, uh, wild fans will probably hate him tonight because he loves to crash into the goaltender. Um, yeah. Bruno, um, man, you know, I, I know how this is really uncomfortable situation for him because he is very close with Joel Quinville, obviously. So a lot of conflicting emotions for him gets the unexpected call that he is going to take over. Um, they take Tumo Rutu, who's the eye in the sky. Miko Koivu's best friend, by the way, puts him on the bench. Uh, Alt Samuelson, Derek McKenzie, former captain of the Panthers. Curtis Foster is, I think, best friend. Um, who's Alfie's best friend? Yeah, you, know. you don't know that one? Who, uh, yeah, no. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, but it is pretty, you know, they got a pretty impressive coaching staff here, and Bruno steps in here. They're 5-2-3 and three going into tonight's game with him behind the bench. He's starting to get his footing, it feels like, and getting more comfortable. I agree 100% that he's getting more comfortable, and he made the change last Saturday night in Tampa. Things weren't going well. Uh, they're down 2 nothing. He puts Huberto and Barkov together, tweaks the lines a little bit. They score a couple of goals, and they get a point in that game, and then they come home, and they've just been, again, continuing the dominance at home. And, and, and that's really, to me, you know, some of the big signs. I talked to, look, they all love Bruno. I mean, who doesn't in the game? Right. And he's been here for a few years as assistant coach. And the key is this team is so good. They didn't want to change anything. Right. So he hasn't changed anything. Why would he change anything? But he puts his own stamp on. He always, you know, everybody wants to tighten up a little bit defensively. And he's starting to do that. But when they came out, the game against Carolina, that Saturday night when the Hurricanes were 9-0, the Panthers were 9-0-1, they find out 20 minutes before the game, Barkov's hurt, he's not playing. Right. Um, and they come out and storm him go up 4 nothing and blow out Carolina. Who was the Panthers' nemesis last year? You know, the one team the Panthers had trouble with last season in the regular season was Carolina. Right. They won the regular season series from Tampa and pounded everybody else in, in the COVID divisions. So that game, I was like, whoa, okay. And then they come home from that road trip. And the last two games of the trip, they played pretty well, got a point in Pittsburgh, a point in Tampa. They come out from the road trip and do the same thing to the Islanders the other night. Yeah. They go up 4 nothing in the first period. So... You know, whatever Andrew Burnett is doing, it is working. Um, I know the leadership on the team is so strong. I mentioned guys like Hornquist that it's one of those situations where, and I think a big part of the reason they didn't bring anybody else in, you don't want anybody tinkering with this yeah. thing. It's so If they were 15th in the league, sure, you could bring somebody in and maybe change some things. And you know what happens in sports? Everybody gets that first job, right? Someone right. hired Mike Russo to write before he had ever written Fred before. Turner. So there you go. Yeah. Bill Zito and Vinny Viola, the Panthers owner, may be the Fred Turner yeah. of Andrew Burnett's career. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I said to him the other day, I said, do you expect to be the next Craig Berube? Right. And, and he goes, I just, I, uh, <laughs> I, just, I just want to get through tomorrow. I'm just looking at the next game. I mean, Bruno's got a good, good perspective. And he was talking about what you just said the other day. You know, they were on a, uh, an 0-2-2 slide. They played really well in two of those games. Mm -hmm. 
And the key, though, is to come out and snap that. Because even though you're playing well in two of those games, if all of a sudden it starts to build and build and big, next thing you know, you have a long losing streak. And so, you know, what he wasn't happy about in that little four-game slide was just sort of game management stuff. Yeah, and, they got they got a little yep. loose, especially the first two games, the ones yep. they lost in regulation. Then the other two go 3-2 in overtime. I mean, they had Tampa beat Vasilevsky made. I'm sure right. you can see the highlight, the ridiculous save. Yep. If you haven't, look up Vasilevsky on Ekblad, yeah. you know, in 2021, and it was just an absurd save in overtime yep. or else. But they come home, and then they outscore the Devils and Islanders yep. 10-2. Yeah. I mean, just dominate. I mean, yeah. blow them out of the building. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm watching Joe Thornton on the ice, and I think of all these great, great players that have actually put on this uniform. Pavel Bure, Igor Larionov, Yarmir Yager. It's amazing, isn't um, it? It really is. Yeah. I mean, you can go through the list of actual Hall of Famers that have played for this team and things like that. Um, how And you and I have both seen in South Florida when fans embrace this franchise. I mean, this this building used to be sold out all the time when Pavel Bure in a clutch and grab error scored 58 <laughs> and 59 goals for this franchise. We saw them at Miami Arena when this team went to the Stanley Cup final in the third year. How incredible would it be to show the rest of the league that likes to crap on this franchise mm -hmm. all the time that this team can embrace, that this market can embrace a franchise, and this franchise could be something special for many years. There's no doubt it can. And, you know, here in South Florida where these teams haven't been around that long, so there is no, you know, grandfather and dad taking the kid to a game. It doesn't right. exist. Yeah. Now, we do have kids coming to games because they're dad. We have kids playing in the NHL now, including Duhame on, yep. on Minnesota that grew up and played here, and a handful of others. So it's coming along. Um but here in South Florida, as you know, Mike, we got a lot of transplants. You got a ton to do. I mean, in the winter here, it's 75 and sunny, yep. you know, at five o'clock in the afternoon. You got to give people a reason to come. And, um, you know, they haven't done that. I mean, they still haven't won a playoff series since, since 96. 96. Last year, you know, in the playoffs, I mean, if it got to, they were like 15,000. There were still some COVID protocols and some people mm -hmm. reluctant. You know, in game five, there were 15. If it got to game, if the Panthers would have won game six in Tampa, there would have been 20,000 20, people yep. standing room only in this building. Yeah. They've never played, Mike. Think about this. Yeah. A second round playoff game in this arena. Yeah, it's crazy. They've won yep. five playoff games in this building. Fans have walked out of this building five times ever yep. after a playoff win. Yeah. So, you know, when you only have 12, 13,000, I say only, you know, you, 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 you got to win a little bit more. Yeah. Now, and this year, they are, and the fans are embracing this team. Both the t our TV ratings are way up. Uh, they were low before, so I'm not going to lie and say, you know, but they're way up from what they were, and the media is covering the team. They know something special is going on, but as everybody in Minnesota knows, you know, Stanley Cup playoffs are the, the best tournament in hockey, and, you know, you got to once you get into that, fans really get alive in it and they haven't been able to yeah. do that yet. No doubt. I, I, it's crazy when you just said that because I'm thinking, I just pictured myself in 97, 98 in this building in a hard hat and the fact that they haven't won a playoff game. I mean, I'm, I'm looking up in the upper bowl right there thinking of Luongo's Legion. Remember them? Right. Yes, I do. <laughs> it yeah. was Roberto Luongo's yeah. now father-in-law used to come at, come here with all his uh, Italian buddies right. with drums and all that stuff. And I really remember this as well. My, I, I should bowl. add also that, you know, so two ownership changes in yep. that time. Yep. Um, and sometimes constant GM changes, constant coaching changes, I mean, constant player changes over and over again. Now yep. they're in a great spot now because yep. Vinny Viola is so committed, 
not only to the team, I mean, the payroll, the Panthers, you know, got what, 80 grand under the cap yep. and paying coaches. I mean, Joel Quenville was the highest paid coach in the league or right yep. up there. And they're building a new practice facility east. You know, that's all out of the owner's yep. pocket, $65 million to refurbish the War Memorial. And because all the players live over there, they'll practice there starting next season. So you now have a firm hold in year seven of, of ownership that is a thousand percent, I mean, yeah. committed both to the community and financially to the team. And that makes a difference too. That's awesome. We'll be sad to see incredible ice not used anymore. Though. Well, it'll be later. used for the youth hockey. <laughs> now I've gotten a good for the last 20 something years because I live out West. Right. So, you know, maybe yeah. Mike Russo can give me uh, maybe I could send an invoice. You could buy me a condo yeah, East. Or I will do so that. I will do that. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it is um, the other thing that's like, I said this to Duhane the other day and who I just think is pretty, it's, you know, born, born here in uh, Carl Springs, grew up in Parkland, right around, you know, in Heron Bay there. Um, Used to read the Sun Sentinel when I was writing them, right. writing about this team, which is pretty cool. Um, but it's it is amazing. Like Jacob Chikrin and and Brandon Duhame grow up in South Florida, and the Panthers haven't won a playoff round since they've been alive. Right, that's, amazing. That's that's absolutely and unbelievable. You, and you could add Shane Goss to yeah. spare, and yep. you could add Riley Stillman to yep. it. Stillman played with Jacob yep. Chikrin, Peters. his kids, Andrew 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 Peak from from yep, Parkland Peak, yep. as well. Yep. yep, and and Chase Prisky. Yep, who whose dad worked in this building yeah and he you know it's kind of like the matt grizzlick story yeah and he used to come to games and he'd be running around the building while his dad was working unfortunately his dad passed away some mm -hmm. years ago chase prisky became the first south florida kid yeah. to play for the panthers yep. and all the emotion i know his mom his mom was here she's a high school teacher here in south florida if his dad you know could have only seen it i mean yeah. So it's great. It, it's there, there's some great stories now. Yeah, it's no really, doubt it's about really it. terrific. Um, you get to work with Jeff Chikrin a lot. Uh, he actually did some games with you uh, last week as a color analyst. He does pre and post for the Panthers. Um, he's got to be just super proud of what his uh, son has become in the National Hockey League. Absolutely could have won the Norris last year if he was on a better team. Quite frankly, you know, I believe besides the people that work there mm -hmm. and fans. I talk the most Arizona Coyotes hockey of anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm around Jeff. <laughs> so we're leaving. Uh, where were we last week? So we did the game, Madison Square Garden. We're leaving, and we're getting that elevator at the garden to go all the way down. And, you know, I hear him in the back of the elevator. There's all employees in there, like 20 people in the elevator. He's like, oh, man, gosh. And we finally get out of the elevator, and I see he's watching the, the, the Yotes game, you know, the late night game. This was like <laughs> 930 Eastern time. He's watching it on his phone. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible, yeah. you know, his son. I mean, it's unfortunate. Jacob's such a great player. Obviously, it's you know the rebuild of all rebuilds. Yeah. I mean, they're just tough go for him. This it's year. a tough go for him. Great player, great competitive kid, but um, but he's sticking through it, you yeah. know. And you know what they say: what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yep. But uh, yeah, Jeff is obviously. I mean, you talk about a proud dad. Yep. Wow, and he's a tough, great guy. Tough hockey player. Yeah, like he was he, tough. Yep. I remember him. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty uh, pretty neat. Do you still do Goldie's Gang? I still do Goldie's Gang. Tell it's, everybody uh, about that. Yeah. You know, it was back in the late 90s. I would look around and different, go to Marlins games, you know, working for the radio station. And, you know, just you see empty seats in these buildings. I'm like, well, you should put some kids there, you know? Because my dad didn't take me to games. I would not be doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, I grew up in the era where there were no cell phones. We didn't even have cable TV in Brooklyn, New York at the yeah. time. Like, you had to go to the game to see yeah. the game. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you were home listening on the radio in yeah. your room. So my dad used to take me to Mets games and Rangers. We had giant season tickets and the Knicks we used to go to. And um, I said, you know, we should put some kids in these seats. There's a lot of kids, you know, that either don't have the money to do it or the family structure or parents are working. So I asked the Panthers, hey, if I start this thing, will you give me tickets? And they said, sure, you mm -hmm. go find the group. So I started a thing called Goldie's Gang. 20 years later, we do, you know, golf tournament every year. Yeah. And we've raised, raised thousands of dollars. It's still send kids to games. 
and now a lot of it, and there's a lot of hockey because we know how expensive it is to play hockey, especially travel. Um, you'll give away thousands of dollars a year to families yeah. here in South Florida so kids can, you know, can play, whether it's, you know, even if it's 500 bucks to help them out, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's going great. The community has embraced it. I mean, the Panthers, you know, support it all the time. Yep. Uh, when so did you move down here? I moved to Florida December 1st, 1994. Mm -hmm. The last game I covered in New York, you know, I was doing radio, FAN, all this different right. stuff, CBS, was the Marino Spike game. Wow. At the Meadowlands. Wow. That Friday, I moved to Florida one That's way, crazy. Newark to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty neat. I covered Heat Knicks that night, by the way, December yeah. 1st, 94. It's like when I became the Panthers beat writer, I covered Rangers that night. Rangers, right, uh, yeah. uh, Panthers at Miami Arena. It was like, I remember just going there, just like, what is going on yeah. here? It's pretty... Pretty neat. Um, the lady in Newark said, where's your return ticket? Yeah. She said that to me. She goes, I don't have one. Yeah. I'm moving to Florida. That's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's funny you brought up New York because obviously I'm from Long Island and I still remember growing up too, like, you know, watching Jigs McDonald and Sports Channel and all those islands. So you games. had cable yeah. on Long Island. We didn't yeah. have cable yet well, in Brooklyn. No, we they were actually, still fighting. To, to watch it, we would go to our friend's house. Oh, because yep. your friend had yeah, the cable. Yep. Okay. Exactly. And and um, I think the only the road games were on uh, Road games channel. were always on. Okay, uh, but road uh, games for the Ranger and the Islanders, still, yep. a lot of them were on Channel 9. Yeah, WOR. Yep. Yep. So you could see the road games, but if you wanted to see, this is incredible to people that yep. you know that are younger. If you wanted, if I wanted to see Ra Rangers Flyers of the Garden that night, seven thirty. Yep. If I wanted to see the highlights, I had to stay up for the local news, eleven o'clock sports at eleven twenty yep. to just see the highlights. Yep. Otherwise, you, you never saw it. I was talking to this with Dan Mazzatani, our pioneer, the pioneer press writer for the Wild, yesterday about what it was like back in the day. Like if you scoop somebody, you had to live. with the whole day there was no right. updating the website or tweeting it right. out when you <laughs> caught up so i mean that was a big deal back in the day when i was covering the panthers trying to get that scoop yeah you know and we had a great cast of characters here with david neal and mm -hmm. brian began david neal from the miami herald me and brian began from the palm beach post um and we were here we're on the media wall of fame there which is yes you are neat. when you get off that yeah, elevator yeah. i see i see you every day yeah, i know <laughs> i know it does feel I, I have lost a little weight since then so now you look uh, yeah, terrific. yeah so uh, that's pretty cool um lastly uh, you know I, I was just thinking do you remember that time like my, when i first moved to minnesota i picked you guys up at the saint paul hotel it was I like do. minus it was like zero degrees and we drove out to mystic lake the casino i think you were like in my forerunner's like cab of the forerunner mm -hmm. and i just remember we were watching it's my like really first winter in minnesota and we were watching the temperature gauge just go zero minus yeah. one minus yeah. two, it was a little chilly three. yeah it was pretty <laughs> like. and then the other thing didn't you have like a phone issue once that i bring you like t-mobile i thought you had the phone oh, issue was it me i think you had the yes oh, okay you picked me up and i went with you you had the phone issue oh, we went okay. to your apartment and you either yeah left it there or you had to go yes and we went okay. to um we went to a phone i remember that also okay now, you're making me question myself. Maybe it was. I, I thought, thought it was you, you had the phone issue. Nah, I don't know. Well, it's pretty, uh, yeah. It's just, <laughs> it is amazing how long we've known each other. I mean, even yeah. just the similarities of where we're both from. I wanted to go to Syracuse. You did go to Syracuse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Your uh, in-laws lived in Boca Point. My parents lived in Boca right. Point. They still much. live in Boca Point. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. Uh, remember all those Panthers players back in the day lived in Boca Point. The Fitzgeralds, the Lindsays, the well, Barnes. When, when, so when the franchise yeah. first started, right? Whoever was, yeah. quote, in charge, you know, of real estate, that, that's where they all yeah. lived. Because remember, they practiced it in Pompano Beach right, at Gold Coast old, Ice Arena. Yep, and it's still there. By the way, yeah, yeah I know. I went uh, visited with uh, Radic Dvorak and Oli Okunin three okay, or four yeah. years ago there they when they were stuff doing, out yeah, of there. Yeah, so and a lot of the cool. South Florida kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Cole Codsey is a player in the USHL. Mm -hmm. The Codsey family, the kids are very good hockey. I think one of them plays for Bentley College. They have this three on three tournament. Uh, there's a small rink there yeah. every summer, and they were NHL players that uh, 
that played in it this summer. That's, it's like that's the best awesome. swing on three tournament you'll ever find. Yep. Tell everybody your uh, Twitter address, Goldie at on Ice. Goldie on Ice. Goldie it's on simple. Ice, so you yeah. can watch him all the time at Bally Sports Florida. <laughs> uh, I know I, I get I get honestly tweets all the time from uh, people that know me well in uh, in Minnesota that love your your telecast as oh, well. I appreciate you, you, that. I didn't you know and that. Randy Moeller. Yeah. Um, uh, Randy's been here forever since he was a player. Uh, my mom taught his kids in elementary school, which is always hilarious whenever that I catch up. That is funny. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, your mom taught yeah, Son Landon, I think it is. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Landon, right? Uh, ah, I got I got to uh, brush I up never can now. remember. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, uh, always, always appreciate it. It's always fun catching up. And, uh, you know, just lastly, uh, you know, uh, like how far do you think this team can go? I mean, I know you and I have talked all the time about the high expectations of this team. Um, but this one seems like it's got the makings of something special. Yeah, legit cup contender. If they, I mean, they, they get the goaltending. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking through some of the advanced stats when I was sitting up here with you. Panthers are number one in the league at save percentage and high danger opportunities. I mean, this Spencer Knight kid, you know, he's 20 going yeah. on 40. I mean, it's incredible. Just the calmness. I mean, he gets, he gives up 10 goals in the two games in New York and New Jersey. At 20 years old, he says, well, that, that's a good thing. You know, you got to go through this stuff. How else do you get better? Right. Like, Come on, man. At 20? Yeah. That's what you're saying? Like, maybe when you're 30, you say that. Yeah. Or we all say, hey, if I knew that, if I knew at 20 what I know now, yeah. I'd either be a millionaire, I'd yeah. be whatever. Um, so, they continue. They get the goaltending. Uh, they got the high-end skill. They got the offensive ability. Obviously, they lead the league in goals. They've got the speed. Um, they got a great top pair. They're a legit cup contender. I yep. mean, the, the East is a beast. Yep. You know, they got to play Tampa. They still got to beat them four times out of seven, beat that guy in goal four times out of seven, which nobody's been able to do. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think they're one of the handful of teams that legitimately has a chance at it. Yeah. The, uh, just the lastly, the Spencer Knight uh, comparison I'm thinking right away is Roberto Longo. I, mean, I remember Roberto was traded here in 2000. He, we go to uh, Minnesota. Uh, I'm staying at the airport Marriott in Minnesota, never envisioning that in four years I'd be uh, living there. But um, <laughs> but uh, they're, they've w- they're winless in seven games. We go to XL Energy Center. He has a, Luongo has a 0-0 tie right. against Jamie McLennan. And after the game, he goes, I never thought I'd get my first shutout with the Panthers before my first win. Right. Isn't you know, that amazing? Back to the quote. day of ties. Yep. And here he is still working for the Panthers 21 and, you years know, later. He's even remarked about Spencer Knights yeah. and Luongo himself is one of those that has kind of intimated, boy, if I was like that at 20, yeah. you know, he took things in his, in his words, yeah. you know, sometimes too seriously and worried about different stuff. And Spencer Knight is just a, amazing. Um, what everybody said about him for the last five years, right? Since he's 15, right? Cause he's so young. It's amazing. It's only five that it, it, it's all true yeah. about, you know, born to be a goalie never makes a great save because he's always in position yeah. and they, they never look great yeah. because he's square to the shooter and um and handles the puck my i'm telling you yeah. the other night against jersey yeah like a third defenseman out there i mean really amazing yeah which uh is pretty neat because we used to see that all the time from rodor yep <laughs> always say that about the remember yeah that that 2000 playoff series the best team that i'd covered in florida mm-hmm. they go to they they lose 4-1 uh uh in five games to jersey and they just could not get past uh Brodeur. by the way Is another that, guy that hangs out in boca raton a yeah. little bit marty yeah. Brodeur. oh yeah. yeah no doubt everybody lives down in boca <laughs> That's true. do you see the uh, pavel burry come to games or no he's always down in south beach so he's around i don't 
you know, I know he's come to some games, but I've never seen him yeah, yeah. come to a game. You know, there's, there's, it's amazing here in you South Florida. You should write a book on the Panthers lore. Remember oh, the whole boy. love triangle with him and Fedorov and Anna Kornikova? I remember. You, I think I was might have been sitting next to you at the skate when Anna came walking yep. down the steps with the sunglasses yep. here and in FLA like little dogs. Yep. So, yeah. Pav, was a, Pav at 9.40 for the 10 o'clock skate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was always a fun time. I mean, that was cool. Like, when Val Bure was playing here. And you remember how much, like, Mike Keenan would love Pavel, but he would treat Val like crap and it was just like never could explain it that's iron mike right yeah, that mean, is absolutely iron mike times that by how many in, yep. in, in his coaching career yeah yeah uh but that was always cool you know, we remember we had like just celebrities galore with candace cameron yep. anna kornikova nikki taylor was dating rob niedemeyer right. brad ferentz was dating michelle kwan mm-hmm. it was just it was like crazy the number and there of, may uh, not be as many dating now yeah. but there's so many people because so many people come to florida yeah that kind of, and I do tennis, you know, as you mentioned, so many tennis players yeah. come to Panthers games, yeah. totally under the radar, yeah. um, totally unnoticed. Yeah. It's, it's remarkable how it's, many, how many, and golfers too. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty cool. Well, hey, Goldie on Ice on Twitter, uh, you could, you could uh, always, always turn on the uh, telecast and watch uh, Goldie, Steve Goldstein on Valley Sports Florida. Goldie, thanks a lot for joining. I appreciate it. Thank you. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Thanks to my buddy, Steve Goldstein, for joining Straight from the Source. As you can tell, he and I have a long history together. I've known him for a long, long time. One of the great play-by-play guys in all of sports and one of the great, most respected media guys in all of South Florida, and hopefully the Florida Panthers go a long way and give him something to uh, to call and uh, the fans down there something to cheer about. Um, hopefully everybody enjoyed this podcast. Uh, great week, the Minnesota Wild ahead they play in new jersey on wednesday unfortunately they'll be without jared spurgeon we'll see if kalen addison gets into that game uh then they go home and they just played the tampa bay lightning had one of their most exciting uh games of the season they'll go home on uh on sunday and play them a 2 p.m game two days after playing the winnipeg jets the day after thanksgiving which is always kind of a snooze fest at xl energy center uh the tryptophan comes out after a lot of turkey i think on thanksgiving um, then the Wild play the Arizona Coyotes, who's, which usually is a free space on the bingo card. Then the Devils at home. Then the Maple Leafs at home. And then the Wild head out on the road again. Um, a lot of really cool stories coming up in The Athletic. Uh, really gut-wrenching story that will come out on um, Tuesday. I wrote today about Boris Sadecki, the uh, player that died over in Austria on October 20. Actually, he died on November 3rd. The incident happened on November, uh, excuse me, October 29th. Tyler Nanny, um, who everybody in Minnesota knows is uh, Lou Nanny's grandson. He was in that game. And what's amazing about that is Boris passed away from an inflammation of the heart. And in 2015, um, Tyler Nanny also had the same type of condition of myocarditis. So it really shook him to not only play a shift with uh, Boris that game and have to unfortunately kneel over him as he was 
was uh, going through this traumatic experience, but it really reminded Tyler of what he could have happened with him in 2015. So hopefully everybody reads that story. And obviously, the other amazing part of the story is that incident actually happened from 15 minutes from Bo from uh, Marco Rossi's home. And as all Wild fans know, that Marco Rossi also had uh, myocarditis um, earlier this year. So uh, just a really you know, emotional story, and hopefully everybody reads that. Also on Thanksgiving Thursday, I'm going to be really writing a really cool piece on Rem Pitlick, a family piece. Um, another really emotional story. Uh, I had an amazing interview with Lance Pitlick, who I covered in Florida, and also uh, his mom, Rem's mom, uh, Lisa, and uh, hopefully everybody reads that. So that'll be coming up in this uh, week's edition of The Athletic. And um, if you listen to The Athletic, if you read The Athletic, you know we have podcasts galore. Sean Gentile and guest co-host Max Boltman have The Athletic Hockey Show this week um, at The Athletic. And Rob Pizzo from CBC Sports and Jesse Granger and Sarah Sivian have The Athletic Hockey Show Wednesday at The Athletic. Thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Please follow us on your favorite podcast podcast platform and don't forget to leave a rating and review subscribe to the athletic audio plus on apple Podcasts to get all your bonus content from the entire network start with 30 day free trial then just 99 cents a month after that that's less than a dollar a month that's crazy that's insane uh starting monday at 5 p.m eastern time through midnight on the 29th you can get the athletics best deal of the year one dollar a month for 12 months when you visit theathletics.com slash straight from the source. So go to theathletic.com slash straight from the source right now. And please go ahead and get all your sports coverage you know and you deserve because it won't get better than this. Talk to you next week, everybody. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.